All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and y'all, I'm super excited about this one. I try my best not to be biased, as I always say, but I'm going to be a little bit biased because today's individual servant leader that we have talking to us today, I, I mean, it's just amazing when you can walk the same path with people and Christ would allow those paths to come full circle. Today, we have Servant Leader Braxton. Byerson with us. It's amazing. I know him from the CIAA, being one of the men's basketball players at Virginia Union University. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, y'all know I'm an LC Blue Bear, but of course it's all CIAA for life love. He is an author. He is a motivational speaker. He is a godly husband, a godly father, but most of all, he's a servant leader. And I'm super glad that he took the time out to talk to us today. So Braxton, I'm going to pass the torch to you just to say hello to our listeners, and we're going to get this conversation started. What's going on, everybody? It's your main man, Braxby. And as Chelsea said, I am a certified life coach. I'm a two-time author. I'm a husband. I am a father. And everything that God has allowed me to do, I am. So I'm just grateful to be here and grateful for this opportunity. I'm the grateful one. I really am. We were talking a little bit before we actually got started today and kind of trying to go down memory lane. And I want to start there just a little bit because, you know, people, it's crazy how time flies. Like you were like, last time, 2009, and I'm sitting like, oh my God, it's 2022. But just take us down a little bit of memory lane for a bit. I want to tap into the athlete side of Braxton Byers. And I got a chance to watch it front row, not just you, but three times with your brothers. Talk to us <laughs> a little bit about how you got into the game of basketball Take us a little bit down what that career gained you and warranted you. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how that allowed you to be where you are today. Got you. So the the foundation or what got me into basketball was my mom and dad were both um, basketball players, um, high school. And my dad was all army. Um, my mom played in the army for a little bit. And so pretty much it was, it was pretty much ingrained in us um, from the jump. And when it got, a time, a point in time to where dad was able to take all three of us to the gym at the same time. It was just on and popping from there. I, I believe my earliest memory was age six, walking into the gym, start, trying to throw the basketball up there, trying to dribble, do this, do that and everything. And, and from then on, at every, every level, every year, just progressing to get better. And it was just like, basketball is like the first love and so everything that came with it we enjoyed the process of going through the struggle we enjoyed the process of seeing all the accolades and playing with each other as brothers and when we got to a point like when you saw us all three of us playing on the same team that that was crazy and all started that was dope. <laughs> so like just to be able to give that to our parents uh, having them see all three of their kids play at the same time was something that was very um, remarkable, uh, to say the least. But it was it was definitely an experience. Like we've been playing for so long, when we were younger. It's like now in college, it's like this is a not a cakewalk, but it was it was easier playing with with two people that I already right. knew and played with for so many years. Right. It was just like man, this right here is just like man, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. And just to give up my parents that and then for other people to see that and like you, like you know, every time we, we we communicate, you said you have firsthand experience. And that's just something that we get to cherish over the years, having other people see and remember how we impacted the game in, in, our, in a such a way. 
And I think that's the most amazing part. And, and many people can't say that. Like I'm, we always talk about team chemistry mm-hmm. as of any sport, you know, that the best teams have chemistry, but what better and greater chemistry than to have with your own brothers. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that's probably the most, I had never seen that. Like I know siblings have played together before, but three, three fires and brothers playing on the same squad. That mm-hmm. is dope. I mean, it is. And, and it's one of the things, like I say, we come down now, what, 12 years later, and that's they're talking about. So I think that's amazing. And shout out to your parents because they truly have raised three amazing young men. So shout out. Yeah, exactly. You have to, you have to, especially in this day and age where I teach and I coach and I, I see where the village is definitely important, but a strong foundation at home is mm-hmm. important, you know, and speaking of that strong foundation at home, right. I want to tap into a little bit about the foundation that they set in your love for Christ and mm-hmm. Stealing in you and now carrying that to three of your own boys mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to steer the ship. Talk us a little bit about the foundation of your faith and then how, what I try to say and tell people all the time, how you learned them for yourself, as my grandma used to say. <laughs> um, so so the the lessons from basketball and, and the time that we spent in basketball, I would say was pretty much equal to what we spent in the church or or spent on our faith, reading the Bible before and after bed reading the Bible and talking about the Bible at dinner time, going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and things of that nature, any, any type of um, activity with that involved with the church we were at. And so just having that foundation, like mom and dad telling us, listen, y'all can play basketball, but we also going to have this foundation, this strong faith. That's right. Foundation <laughs> and, and because when you go out there, you're not just representing you, you're representing God, you're representing us, and you're representing the team that you're playing for. So them instilling that foundation with the, within us at a, at a young age, it was, it was such a humbling experience because it, it taught us to never be boastful about how good we were on the basketball court. A lot of people say, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all was best, y'all good, y'all, but we no, no one ever heard us say, oh, we're the best on the team or we're the best in the city, whatever the case may be, best in the CI. Nobody ever heard us say that because of the faith that our parents instilled in us at a young age, always being humble because things can be taken from you at the, at the snap of a finger. And just knowing that and learning that from such a young age into where I am now with three boys of my own and them getting into sports and starting to to develop that that athletic side it's like listen i understand that you think you're good but you have to be humble <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> and so and so when we're driving when i'm taking them to school in the morning like this on 104.7 it's the gospel station like sundays all gospel during the week we listen to a couple secular songs whatever the case may be but but they know on particular days and particular times, it's, it's gospel music because you got to have that faith because the man upstairs gave you the ability to do all of this. And if you don't thank him on a on consistent basis, Amen. I mean, it, it's a possibility he can take it from you because <laughs> sure. he can take it. So um, just just learning that from my childhood and instilling that into, into my three boys now and in even my nephew um, who, who lives with us, like they they really understand that there has to be a balance because if there's not a balance, you focus too much on one thing, it could put you in a bind to where you're not able to to focus and, and get everything that you want in life. 
I think that's amazing. And I think one of the things people ask me all the time, hey, do you want Ham to play basketball like you? And I used to say that prior to even her being here or even thought of, I would say, no, I don't, yep. I don't want my child to play basketball. Let them play another sport that I know nothing about. Yep. I don't know the rules. I don't know how to teach you so that I can keep my hands off. But on the other side of that, though, if she does choose to play basketball, I think you said it best. What greater way than we can take the lessons and teachings of our parents mm-hmm. and to instill that in them? Basketball, and you said this earlier, basketball and our faith in Christ steered us to be the people we are today. So mm-hmm. it's a you can't, I know, son, you know, I know how easy it is, right, mm-hmm. to come outside of ourselves. And because we are good, because we are mm-hmm. successful, it is a little bit harder sometimes, but we got to remain humble because mm-hmm. you that is <laughs> it's crazy that that you said that you said Christ will take it away mm-hmm. if, right and yeah. funny I outside of this like I sing in church okay and so people always say, sing here sing here and I'd be like mm, no that's not my thing that's not something I would put in the forefront like for mm-hmm. me I sing in church and once we say and made a little watch between me and the right, I was done you asked yep. me to sing yep. I said I'm like no and so it's so funny because I'm like, okay, Lord, are you trying to show me something? Because having while pregnant with Hendrix, her long tail pressed mm-hmm. on my diaphragm so long that my voice dropped, like completely dropped. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, are you trying to show me something? I'll sing when you want me. Just bring it back. So it's like, <laughs> I, I was right. going to add it in there because some people think that that's, you know, a joke, but it was funny mm-hmm. to say that. And I think that it was a shot to me, like, okay, Lord, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But I think that's amazing, Braxton. I really do. I want to take a, a moment though. It's so awesome. And I say this as a coach and as an educator, it's amazing when we take people who their whole lives had, you know, we're younger been dedicated to the sport that we love to play. Right. I'm looking. Yeah. I told him this little shrine he got behind. (laughs) I'm not going to trip today because it's all CIAA love as we get ready and prepare for this tourney. But I'm saying, okay, LC Bluebeard, stand up and get me something back here behind. (laughs) Talk to us a little bit about, I'm going I'm to I'm call it the trifectas. And I'm going to start, what made you, I'm going to start at the author part. Mm-hmm. What made you or laid on your heart to, as I say, etch out the words that Christ would have you to say to the masses? And the reason I say that is because when you, to write a book, I tell any author this, in order to write a book, you didn't just pop out one day and say, okay, I'm going to write something. Mm-hmm. Something to hit you. Talk mm-hmm. to us about what allowed you to know it was time to put some, the pen to paper. And talk to us about your books that you've authored um, and brought out into the world. Okay, so um, 2000, well, I'll say this first. I, I taught high school. I taught sports, entertainment, marketing, and management at the high school for three years at my alma mater. And um, my third year, I, I decided I was like, I want something different because my impact in the classroom, it was good, but I wanted something more. I was like, my impact can touch more lives and more people. And it was at that point, <clears throat> my wife and I were having our, our third our third child and we were just talking in the house and we had a conversation on what's next or what are we going to do now and things of that nature, which, which any couple would do when someone walks away from a job or loses a job, what's next? And I, I told her, I said, I want to get into entrepreneurship. And she was like, okay. She was like, well, first I want to see if we can find a job in marketing or whatever the case may be, because that's what I graduated from um, union with degree in marketing. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll look for some jobs or whatever the case may be. So long story short, 
I ended up filling out 40 job applications and didn't get accepted by any of them. Wow. 40. And so I told my wife, I said, listen, I understand you want me to, to apply for a job and get a job and all of this stuff, but 40 applications, nothing comes back. The entrepreneurship looking real, real nice right now. <laughs> and, and so that right there was the tipping point to where it was like, all right, the first step is go ahead and write a book. And the thing is, in 2009, when we first met, if I'm not mistaken, when we first met, I had started writing that book and I was in college. And when I was writing it, I was just putting down things, putting down things of perspective and patience and perseverance. Because you remember my, my freshman year, I sat the bench for 26 games. And then the last nine games, I ended up starting, right? Right. I was just like, this whole thing about patience, going back to what mom and dad taught me about a foundation on faith, about patience and perseverance and getting through, through hard trials, all of those things started coming back to me. I just started typing them down, started typing them down. And then overseas and then the job applications and then everything else, it was, it was to a point where it was like, all right, come on, here goes the book. Let's, let's do the book. So I finished writing up the book, a couple, couple more chapters. And then next thing you know, I'm just looking, I'm like, all right, I'm pleased with it. This is what I want to get out. If I want to make any changes or adjustments to it, I can do that later. But at that point, I was like, I have to get this out. So I self-published the book, got it out. And like, I would say two months in, I was getting text messages, messages on Facebook, messages on Instagram. Oh, where can I get your book? How can I get your book? People buying it. And then when they finish reading it, oh, this book is so amazing. It helped me change a perspective on my life and patience and all these other things. And just so many reviews. And I'm like, wow, never really expected all of that feedback just from putting out just a little bit of my story. And so I was like, okay, I could be on to something here. And then after that, it just started coming in, different orders start coming in and all of that good stuff. And I was like, okay, book number two. But to rewind, book number one is Stay on the Tracks, The Journey of Patience and Perseverance. And a lot of us get to a point to where we want to rush our process, right? And mm, when we rush the process, there, there are steps in our life that we miss because we want to get to the end result instead of taking the necessary steps to get there. And so being patient and persevering through the hard trials, through the, the adversity of things that we go through in our life, don't be so quick to throw in the towel because you never know what, what you learn right there in that particular moment is going to be used to help you in the future. So we have to go through all the steps. So having patience and perseverance while you stand on track to the destiny that God has designed for you that's that's very very important and so when I got to a point to where I was like my mind started going and getting to my second book I started doing speaking engagements to uh, sports camps and going to schools and things of that nature and I was like I was like I said to myself I said you got this and I was like that's the title of my next book <laughs> and I was like all right here we go so I just started writing started writing and that came from middle school my mom she had us write down goals for every game how many points we wanted how many assists how many rebounds whatever the case and that one particular one particular game 
um, I had wrote down confidence, choices, and character. And so as a, as a seventh grader playing with the majority of eighth graders, I'm like, dude, when coach puts you in the game, you have to have the utmost confidence that you can perform with these guys to help contribute to the team. And once you have that confidence, the choices that you make will be on the affirmative side rather than, rather than the negative side. You are going to have some negative choices that you make, but your confidence is going to help you steer back and look at those choices and be like, all right, this is what I could have done better. All right. And then when you continue to make smart choices, make good choices in regards to your life, that'll speak on your character. Mm. And that's what a lot of us miss. We, we miss the point of us showing our character and how our character can speak for ourselves without us even having to open our mouths. And so those three things right there, confidence, choices, and character are the three main things in my second book for student athletes. Now it's, it's designed for student athletes. However, I had a teacher, I had a teacher buy the book and she read it and she was like, this book can touch so many other lives. And I was like, I, I know that was, that was my point. That was the point, right? <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, designed, I designed it for, for student athletes because at that moment in time when I was writing the book, that's who I was speaking to, student athletes and just students in general. And so I was like, all right, you got this. This is time for, um, sorry about that. This is the time okay. for, um, for you to, you have tests coming up. You have things of, of other, other situations coming up. This is what you can do. And when you make have confidence, make good choices and, and work on your character, everything else will fall into place. And so that's, that's where all of those, those two books came from and the foundation of those books. I think it's perfect. And I agree with you when, you know, sometimes we do things in line for the, you know, I was about to say servant leader, but in line for the purpose that it was intended initially, and it ends up being a blessing to other people, right? Mm -hmm. Say the servant leader, because initially the servant leader, you know, you hear me say the tagline is normalizing athletic professionals of faith, but then Mm -hmm. found is crisis for everyone. Yes. The the thing about the servant leader and tapping into the sports world is think about it. When you walk into a gym or an arena of any type for any sport, ballpark, you see all different shapes, sizes, races. You don't know what they believe in, what they prefer, like, what they love, right? But they're Mm -hmm. all there rooting on the same accord. Mm -hmm. They differ on on every other aspect in life. But Mm -hmm. for two hours or however many, however long the game is, four quarters, two halves, They are all on one accord. Mm -hmm. We can bring sports to bring people on one accord. It will bring all walks of people because why we should love Christ. Mm -hmm. That is what your book has done. And you said it best that when your actions are pure, Mm -hmm. you have to speak about your character. Your character will speak for itself. Yep, that's it. it. And it's just like being Christ-like. I don't have to walk around and say, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Hey, do you see it? I'm a Christian. If mm-hmm. actions are pure, me being a Christian will all my light. People always hear me talk about be a light so that mm-hmm. people don't know Christ can find you. Let your light so shine mm-hmm. so that we can be glorified, so that men can see the good works and glorify our Father that is in heaven. And that's what you just described. Yep. If the work, which you've done the work, you mm-hmm. the pen the paper. Yep going to allow that thing to get to where it needs to be regardless of what intent was so i think that's amazing 
I think that's golden. <laughs> I think more than anything, um, when we talk about the very essence of what you're saying, right? One of the things that I'm really passionate about is being black and white and not gray. And what I mean by that is, so often when you have us as believers, right? There is a, a huge spectrum as believers, right? Many of us are at different points in our lives. We're all believers, but the strength in that changes based off of, you know, how long we served him, how well we get to know him, what mm-hmm. we go through, right? Mm-hmm. Being a godly man and being a godly woman is things that, you know, people always talk about, right? But how do we align? What do we show? What do we give these individuals who are new into the faith as a mm-hmm. template, right? Because often, and, and, and it amazes me, and I hear people say this all the time, my young people, my players, people in life. Well, you know, Chelsea, if I were to look at you, yes, I see mm-hmm. the you. What makes me so confused is I go to church and I see mm-hmm. who don't act Christ-like. Wow. And I see different people who don't act Christ-like. I'm in my home and I see different people who don't act Christ-like. So we talk about being a godly woman and a godly man. I'm watching you as a husband. I'm watching you as a father, as a son, as a brother, and all of these things. If I were to ask you, and we talk about just a few moments, and granted, it takes on different heads of a definition, Mm -hmm. but we're speaking, tapping to the young men, the coaches, the ADs, the professional athletes that are godly men trying to work on what that looks like. What would you tell them as some encouragement on if when Christ asks us to be a godly man what would you tell them how would you tell them where to start Ooh, that's a that's a it's loaded place. I know it's loaded that's yes loaded. come on four <clears throat> seconds left ball in your hands what you got oh, you already know I'm gonna shoot that thing. <laughs> you already know I'm gonna shoot that thing um so so to to encourage the the men and the young men um trying to to get into into that that godly aspect i I would encourage them to to read proverbs first i want i would encourage you to read proverbs first there's a lot of wisdom in the book of proverbs and there are a lot of I, i call them standards or rules that that you should follow when you you're in proverbs and when you're when you're walking through proverbs and, and my dad gave this to me when you're walking through proverbs he, he said not to only read it but to comprehend it so you can understand it when you get older mm-hmm. and and that right there every, every time that one of my former players would come to me one of my students would come to me i i would tell them i said listen i i know that you probably don't um uh, have the same faith that I do, but I'm, I'm going to read something to you from the book of Proverbs. And we just started having so many conversations, long conversations. And, and it helped them because they would, they were able to, to grasp the concept as opposed to me telling it to them. But when I read them the passage in Proverbs, they understood it fully. Yes. And so now I got to ask them what their interpretation was of it. And how do you progress? How do you move forward after hearing that? And 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 like I said, when once you to encourage to encourage being a godly man, it's you you have to take into consideration 
what the end goal is that you want and not someone else. Because when you give someone else the control to take over your destiny, then you forfeit everything else that that God has destined for you. That's good. And, and that's and that's something that you you don't want another man taking control of your destiny. <laughs> and when you when you give somebody else that control, it, there's really nothing that that you can do. Um, so again, the confidence, the choices, and the character that you have as as a young godly man or older godly godly, godly gentleman. <laughs> you have to rely on your confidence to, to help you make choices that will benefit you and in addition to help other people that are coming behind you or that are walking with you. Because when you're, when you're able to, to help somebody else, there's, there's a lot more benefit and a lot more advancement in your life that's gonna come from that. Because when you seek, when you seek to help other people, there, there are things in life that you never thought that you would have come into contact with or grasp for your life because you helped somebody else. And a lot of people don't think that way. Um, and, and for me, that, that's what I do. I, like I said, I taught high school and I'm teaching 15, 16, 17 year olds. Like they, and you already know, they think they got it down pat. And I'm like, listen, Ooh. listen, it's, it's not <laughs> as you think it, it may seem. Yeah. So let me let me bring you down to reality. And I was, I wasn't the same age as them, but I was closer in age um, mm-hmm. to them as the other teachers. So they were like, "All right, cool. This this man, he pretty much just out of college, so he he knows. I'm trying to get to college, so he knows. And so with me sharing my advice with them, like, I it was to a point to where. I went, I walked to the back of the bus for an away game and I I asked three of my top players, three of my top players. I said, what you listening to before the game? All of them responded with gospel music in high school. Come on. And I was like, I was like, wow. And, the, and I never, I never told him, I said, I never told him, go listen to gospel music before a game, go do this. They always asked me what I was listening to. And every game I told them, I said, gospel music, it's the same seven songs every single game, ever since high school. And, and I told them, I said, look, it, it, it changed my perspective on the game. I don't go into the game as aggressive, like a, as a mean attitude, right. but peaceful, but still aggressive, on, like in attack mode. Right. right? And so... Once they started doing that, I saw a huge difference in their game. And so to, to relate to the gentleman who may be watching this, I'm like, like having that, I go back to it every time because it's, it's, it's what it is, is what I used. Confidence and, and listening to, to gospel music, it's, it gives you a sense of peace and a sense of calmness within your spirit to let you know that, yo, everything is going to be all right. There are some things going to happen. But if you just take time to to understand what the situation is and figure out how you can move on from it, your your life will be a whole lot easier. Life will be a, a whole lot calmer. So um, that's that's my thing. Start starting the book of Proverbs and it, it'll give you a whole lot of wisdom on how to navigate through life and, and have that that confidence that that you can do whatever it is that you set out to do. That's awesome. And I think, uh, you know, Proverbs, Psalm, 
both all of those those mm -hmm. always been favorites of mine because they mm -hmm. do and they they apply it's almost like I never forget being in high school and one of my English teachers Miss um, P uh, she would have a, a whole page of these quotes and mm -hmm. would ask us what do you think that means and mm -hmm. probably is in the same way a lot of times you read and it's like all these euphemisms and these mm -hmm. in there and it's like oh dang yeah that happens so for for the person that's just starting out um mm -hmm. and the believer that's been in it for a minute um we should never stop trying to pursue christ exactly it's so often we always say we should never stop trying to get better and working but we never there's never a period at the end of the sentence when it's a pursuit of christ mm -hmm. we uh, we should always learn we always need him right mm -hmm. and that's an amazing point to start. I think the other portion that you you put out there is high school. I teach high school as well. Uh, and they are, I say this because a lot of times people say well, it's elementary school, it's middle school, mm -hmm. but high school I feel are some of the most impressionable. And the reason I say that, right? I know that could be arguable, but the mm -hmm. reason I say that is because you have the last hands on them before they are truly in the real world. Yep. Whether they want to be or not, yep. they are in adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. And I some of them have a village that will still kind of steer them a little bit more, but some of them truly are thrown into the world. And now what are they going to do? And so I think that, especially like you, you said, I was the same way. I was closer to their age than a lot of their teachers. So thankfully, a lot of things I would say that we be more prone to listen. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that gospel music and you never saying it to them. Mm -hmm. One of the things that as servant leaders of all stages people have to understand is people are always watching. Always. They are not. They are always watching. And here's the thing. Here's the kicker. When people know that you are a Christian, a godly God man, they are watching more. Mm -hmm. There is. There is a need, a yearn, a want for those that are believers. Mm -hmm. There really is a need, a want, and a yearning to know Christ more. Mm -hmm. Hard, like I said before, when I want to know Christ more, but all I see around me are things that are not like him, mm. like what he's asking us to be. Flick mm -hmm. so it because I know what y'all say he is. I know what y'all say he can do. But then you're telling me you're a Christian and this is what I'm watching. So it's so mm -hmm. amazing when you can see people and you recognize, wait a minute. Yeah. Doing that because not because of what I said, but because mm -hmm. I did. And one of the biggest things that I say to people, true servant leaders, they move by action. Yes. By action, Indeed. because action will always speak louder. Mm -hmm. I was here today, he makes me laugh all the time. But I told him, I said, faith without works is dead. And I give them a chance to kind of make things up on Fridays. Mm -hmm. And I'm, all right, y'all, I'm sinking grades. What are we doing? You know, he's mm -hmm. like, I'm like, you don't have to tell me anything. Because when I hit sink, mm -hmm. I'm no. If yep. something's there, you're going to get the credit. If it's not there, you're going to get a zero. And yep. I because he was just like, and isn't that how Christ worked? I said, come up with him. Maybe it's like, follow this. <laughs> but it is. You can sit and talk and try to fool the world, but you can't fool Christ. Nope. Show can't. Laid the blueprint out for what he's asking us to do, right? And all he's asking us is to follow it. When he asks us of us to do something, write the book, Braxton. You could have mm -hmm. been doing that. Not <laughs> easily. <laughs> I think I just heard some in the wind, right? But your obedience mm -hmm. allowed you to start to see the fruit of your labor, which a lot of times people feel that's something that's self-seeking. It's not. Mm -hmm. that says, hey, I know your intentions of writing this book, mm -hmm. what it did for me. Yeah. It's young men and young women every day that you are being impressionable to. 
that be a labor just by being obedient. So I think that's amazing. I really, really do. In a world where it's so easy to go left, mm -hmm. I'm that you're following the path that he has you on. I really yeah. am. Yeah. You know, and talking about this trifecta, now I have to go into your life coach aspect. You know, it's yeah. so funny people mention um, being a life coach. It takes on so many different angles, right? Mm -hmm. um, quite a few. And I love that each one that I meet, learn from, actually, you know, gain knowledge from mm -hmm. you doing the dang on thing. I mean, I just say that. And when I take a look at what you're doing, it just really makes it, I wish you were here in Tallahassee, to be honest. <laughs> like, you come here, come. I need you to come right on here. And get, you know, I think it's amazing. Talk to me a little bit about that uh, transition. Uh, you know, what made you want to go in that? And then just talk to them a little bit about um, you know, what you have going on with that and what you seek to gain from it. Um, so again, that, that came from, um, when I was, I was done with my, my three years of high school teaching and entrepreneurship. And I was, I was saying to myself, I said, I'm already doing sessions with my students. I'm already doing sessions with coworkers, other teachers, and I'm doing sessions with like friends and parents. So I'm like, all right, when, when this season is over, what, what, what can I do to help take care of my family and help benefit, help other people? And I was just like life coach. And I'm like, you're already motivating people. You're already helping them reach goals and helping them do other things in their life. I was like, why not apply that to your business? And so that's, that's how I got into that. And, um, took a couple classes to get my certification and everything. And, um, watched a, a few um, master classes and things of that nature to, to see what else I could learn to, to be educated. And, and now um, going on year three, three and three and a half, um, I've, I've been doing pretty well for myself. And, and it's, it's all word of mouth, actually. I don't, I don't um, promote me being a, a life coach on social media, I just do like the quotes and the sayings and the videos and stuff. I'm right. like, oh, I'm, I'm a certified life coach. Do I do this? So every every person that comes to me, every client that comes to me is is like word of mouth, and and that's that speaks volume because um, people don't spread word of mouth if they don't think that they that that somebody helped them. Um, and so um, once once I got to the aspect of understanding in depth what life coaching was about it it's it spoke to me god spoke to me and, and he said listen I, I need you to do more i need you to do more and and so i i asked him i was like what is it that you need me to do and he said create a model and so now every time i start with a new client i have them um go through my model which is the ring of existence mm. the ring of existence is um, pretty much just the seven aspects of life. Um, you have you have health, you have uh, relationships, finances, career. Um, uh, oh my gosh, just drew a blank. Um, <laughs> you already know because you're on the hot seat. <laughs> um, and so it's it's just the seven aspects of life, and I have you rate all of those aspects of life where you are in that in that particular area and where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, in health, if I'm at a at a three and I want to be at a, a seven or eight, I I 
I put a line there and that gap in between, that's for me to figure out and get to that and, and match that point. And mm. so whether that's calling a, a physical trainer or calling a nutritionist, whatever the case may be, I have to figure out what I got to do to get to that point. Because if I want to reach this goal, then I have to focus in on that. And it's in those seven areas of life, once you get to a point to where you're close to reaching all of those goals, then you can be able to operate in, in the authentic gifts that you need to operate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people put, um, they put a lot of emphasis on finances, but the other six are not there. Like their family, they not even worry about family. Not even worry right. about Right. that's not important now okay i mean my my, my bands to, to line right. Up. right and so and so when we put too much emphasis on, on one thing or two things our balance is out of whack and so that's what i have my clients focus on like what so ultimately what do you want to reach and they they give me the answer and then i'm like all right so how does this look the ring of existence how does that look to you and then they start taking like real inventory on what that looks like they were like mm-hmm. oh hold on <laughs> i might need to reconsider some <laughs> stuff and so I, I i give them things to think about and once i give them things to think about on their own that's where i step in and help you figure out how do you get to that next level and get to that next dimension in life and and so you can be successful as you want to be so that's that's where all the life coaching and everything came from and, and how i'm doing with it now so Nice. I think that's so dope. And I, and I do because you also said something I'm reminded to, I'm reminded of my brother, uh, Dennis, Pastor Dennis, he mm-hmm. is servant leader as well. And we were going through a series of the fruit of the spirit. Mm. You ought to understand that the fruit of the spirit is singular. And what I mean by that is, even though you see there's multiple aspects, mm-hmm. or one, you can't pick and choose which one you choose to be at a certain moment in time. That's it. You have to be all of them. And so as you were sitting here talking about the circle or ring, ring of existence, I think you said it best. So often we place our attention on the aspects we feel we want to just deal with at that moment in time. But when we center ourselves and understand that we become the holistic person, the holistic mm-hmm. Christian, the holistic servant leader, is when we are able to fully balance every aspect. Yep. Then do we come our best selves? And I think mm-hmm. that's uh, amazing that you pointed that out because we all do it. Even yeah. when not, yeah. we all do it. It's like, well, I'm not really important right now. I'm just trying to, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, but but the, the maturity comes when we realize that if I am balanced in all, that's mm-hmm. fall into place. Yep. If yep. I balance yep. them all, that's when truly everything is going to fall into place. I think that is golden. Let me find I'm going to have to sign up for your services. Let me- <laughs> <laughs> we do. We, we'll talk off board, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get right. You know. Okay. Okay. Existence. See what I got going on. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we can do that. No problem. Exactly. But you know, it's amazing when we talk about that, and we talk about the aspect of our lives, right? And and, and the thing about it is, we have to be honest with ourselves, and, and mm-hmm. we know that everything there's a rise and a fall, right? And we know that, right? That's why I love the game of basketball. It's a game of runs. Yep momentum it's a game of ebbs and flows i tell my young ladies that all the time you stop dropping your head do you mm-hmm. know as sure as another team can go up 10 on us we could come back and go on a 12 and 0 run and be up at two and a half yep that's, that's it game and that's life right and so on this christian journey when we are moving the the world that we live in is full of ebbs and flows it's full mm-hmm. of 
them the mountaintop moments and those valley moments, right? Because at the end of the day, that's how we grow in those valley moments. Right. We want right. to run from them. We don't want to embrace them. We don't want to, right? But those valley moments are the ones that you said it best earlier. It's those struggles that truly reveal to us who are true. It truly reveals to us those moments where Christ like, boy, sit down and listen. Girl, I don't want to be talking, right? But on that mountaintop, we too busy to listen. We shut our eyes off. We shut our ears off, right? So in those moments of the valley, we recognize who Christ is. In the moments of the valley, as I always say, sometimes Christ has to knock us on our back. Why? Because our eyes, only direction they can do is look up. Yeah. I'll have those moments. And in those moments, my grandma used to always tell me, baby, you got to keep scripture in your heart. Scripture mm. in your heart. She said, because here's the thing. It's just like I always said, it's like an umbrella, right? I keep an umbrella everywhere I go. Okay. My girl, KB, shout at her. She's going to hear this. She's going to laugh. Because every time I see this, I don't want my hair to get wet. I don't like getting wet in the rain. So I keep an umbrella in my classroom, at my house, in my car. I'm covered. You hear me? <laughs> no, that's Salad right. rain, I'm covered. And in that life, though, right, that scripture in my heart, that's my umbrella. That's my covering. When yeah. the storms of life are raging, I'm covered mm-hmm. no matter where I go. We all mm-hmm. have our covers. We all have those ones that kind of stick out. Even if we don't know how to pinpoint them, we know how to paraphrase and we know what they say. Mm-hmm. It's one or any few of those scriptures that when you just have a moment, you got to steal away and be like, all right, mom and daddy, they told me. And it, it, which one of the, is that for you? What scripture kind of knocks you back to balance when life tries to throw those storms at you? Oh, man. Oh, it's so many. <laughs> it is. It is. Look, but that's a good thing. Because, honey, listen, sometimes um, it must be more than just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and it's it's a scripture my dad used to say all the time. I'm, I gotta look it up now. Go oh, ahead. No, go ahead for the people. Um, I, I um I, I laughed because I just remember being younger and I would hear my mom and my grandparents say, you know, certain things. And as mm-hmm. a kid, like, what you talking about? Right. Now that we're adults and we've turned into the parents, we've turned into individuals. Mm-hmm. We realize and understand that. My grandma and my mom used to always say, I thank God for me. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, I say that. Like, <laughs> isn't that selfish? You know, you know. But now I realize the craziestness of this world and the differences that people go through. You thank him for you and how he keeps you and allows you who you are. Because yep. you off Kelter and somebody else. Uh-huh. What- and that, on your face what you got i got it i got it psalms 27 the lord is my light and my salvation come on here shall I fear? the lord is my the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh yes my, enemies and my foes attack me they will stumble and fall my dad used to say that all the time yes, <laughs> yes. shout out to your dad because that's one of my favorite ones too Woo. yeah that one right I, there man just think about that right in, in aspects of literal or in uh, uh, any other sense, mm-hmm. whom shall I fear if I know Christ is to me? Mm-hmm. On my job, in athletics, right? In any aspect. Who mm-hmm. shall I fear if I know who he is? I can't. Can't. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on now. And it's funny because there's just ones that Psalms 27, that's one. Then there's one uh, that that's one of my favorites that Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I pulled it up because I got to say it with some attitude. Okay. 
So I don't mess it up. Like I know it and I paraphrase it, but I think for me, it just gives me time to boast, right? That mm -hmm. what I do, how imperfect I may be, mm -hmm. that nothing can separate mm -hmm. from his love, right? Because see, we have mm -hmm. love between friends and family and people, right? Yep. This That's world true. can take us and then we do something that may not be good to them or what they prefer and they can just quickly dismiss us. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And it says, for I am persuaded, death, mm. nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor mm. height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God who is in Christ Jesus. And that is huge to me because I'm telling you, it was almost like, let me show y'all. I'm going to read angels. I'm going to show you every ebb and every flow. Just like mm -hmm. I said, every ebb, every flow, every mountain, every valley, I'm going to show you through and through mm -hmm. you can do in your high mountain moments and your low valley moments that can separate you from mm -hmm. the love of God who is in Christ. That's it. I mm -hmm. can make a mad by something I see. Mm -hmm. Make my wife, husband, relationship mad by something I did. Mm -hmm. I Disappoint people on every hand, but there is nothing, nothing, nothing I can do to make him stop loving me. That's it. He gonna love you regardless. <laughs> and let me tell you something: that is a love that is unmatched. At its finest. At its finest. And I and I, I say that I often utilize that one. We paraphrase a lot, but I. I had to give that one word for word because that is one I use often for individuals who who doubt because of hurt. Mm. Doubt because they they know that they've made mistakes in life. We mm. all, right? But for some reason, that past, that thing yeah. that they're past or that thing they've done presently makes mm. them feel that they're not enough or not worthy of his love. I'm like, mm. no, you to understand something. <laughs> I, need, mm. I need you to read this and then I'm going to read it because you got to hear it with my voice and the influx and all that. Yeah. Understand. For the listener now, for the listener later, for the person that taps into this podcast, I need you to understand that there is not a single thing that you mm. could be, say, not do that mm. would separate you from his love. And so if you ask me, I can give you many reasons of why to try. Mm. There alone is enough for me. That's it. That's it. And it's, and it's listen, whoever is, is, go, is listening to this, whoever is going to listen to it, listen, there is somebody that you can talk to at any point in time in the day. There is one person that you can talk Come to on. anytime you want to. Come on. And I and for myself, I wake up at four o'clock every single morning. I'm right behind you at five. Four o'clock. Just for, for protection over my family, protection over me throughout the day, and just protection over whoever I may come in contact with. Just to just to thank him for, for watching over me and watching over my family and just protection because that he is the ultimate lover. <laughs> I tell people that all Come the time. On. He Come is on the now. Lover. Like so many people have disappointed him. So many people have promised things to him and they didn't fall through with their with their end of the bargain. And he still loves you no matter what. No matter what. And so listen, you you have to, you have to, I'm not gonna force you to put your love into God, but I'm just telling you <laughs> telling you what I know. <laughs> Come I on now. Come and, on now. Man, if you if you put your trust in God, I promise you there's a whole lot of things that will make make you boast in the Lord with, with all your might. So come on now. 
I think more than anything, and, and you said it best, we don't push, we don't poke pride. I'm just telling you what I know. Mm-hmm. I tell people right now, I'm a recruiting coordinator. I'm a recruiting <laughs> coordinator for him, okay? That's it. And, and if you notice, right, it's a recruit's job to try to sell you on him. Yep. Make you commit. Right. So definitely can't make you sign. It sure right? can't. But what I want you to understand is on signing day, I hope mm-hmm. with him, because honey, you know- it will be nothing like you've ever experienced. Full ride scholarship. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Meal plan. Come on now. <laughs> All <laughs> that. <laughs> Every aspect of it now. Come on now. Yeah. I, I, I think, and I tell people all the time when they say, you know, you're always so balanced. You don't act like a thing bothers you. And I'm like, that's not true. I'm human, right? Mm-hmm. And who mm-hmm. keeps me in my bother moment. Yeah, that's it. I know who yeah. keeps me when I'm not in balance, right? Mm-hmm. And think that that is the key piece right loving him giving your life over to him believing in him it doesn't make you escape life's issues right it gives you the reassurance that in those issues mm-hmm. you somebody that can solve them for you you yep. have that will carry you through them because sometimes you got to go through them right oh, he, yeah. cause of it but he may allow it because mm-hmm. things work together for the good of them that love them mm-hmm. that's it purpose and i think that when we can wrap our heads around that the concept of being a believer mm-hmm. is a little bit well understood mm-hmm. with it doesn't stop my issues mm-hmm. it just be somebody that can carry me through and solve my issues mm-hmm. and now that i know i got him and he done brought me through mm-hmm. i don't know another way and i don't want to try to find one <laughs> no that's right okay this as this as a kid say that's that for me <laughs> it's god for me Okay, that's it. That's it. I love. <laughs> As yes. we start to close, there of course to you know those all my listeners to the pod. You know there are two questions that we got to give servant okay. leader Rax B to enshrine him into the servant leader Hall of Fame to make all him right. a permanent member and fixture. Uh, and so of course the first one is something that I do every morning. You wake up at four, I'm right behind you at five, and there is just you know to keep myself going. Just like I said, storms of life do come. Mm-hmm easy it is so easy to forget that flesh side of you the mm-hmm. end wants to make you forget what christ is once you forget make you forget what god has done and what he is and isn't in our lives and so i do what i call my god is devotion i will just sit there and i'll say god is this god and i'm saying this and that because i don't want to give you any i want to give you your own but i'll say god is and i'll just keep going and you know what braxton it's so crazy because sometimes i'm like girl get up god understand but you got to get to work you gonna run late you know <laughs> but it, it just takes you because the thing about it is it never runs out mm. that's all he is right mm. but you don't get a full list today you only get one so if mm. i had a blank back here and it said god is and i drew a blank on my, my imaginary blackboard behind me how mm. would leader Brax B fill that blank God is what listen sometimes I take long to answer but when as soon as you gave gave the question God <laughs> is my joy come on come on now you know that makes me uh think of Jesus you're the center of my joy that's it <laughs> that's now. one of my favorite ones you're gonna come get on a screen on here <laughs> don't get me started right I'm still in Tenor mode, but you you let me get right. Y'all catch me in a, in a couple of months. I'm telling you, I sing whatever you want me to sing. Catch I me. I know that's right. But I mean, like, you're the center of my joy. We talked about, give it to me again, the uh, circle of 
Ring, ring of existence. The ring of existence. Mm-hmm. And so think about the center, right? You already know who's in it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. And he's the center of my joy. That means that everything I am, everything that I, I wasn't, what I'm going to be, every part that's moving around me, the center, the mm. cross, the reason of my joy is him. Mm. All that's good and perfect comes from him. Mm. <laughs> Come on now. Don't you start. Don't you start. <laughs> You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all I do. Come on now. When mm. I lost my direction, you're the compass. compass to my way. Don't mm. start me. Don't stop. <laughs> Come on, Brax. Don't do it. Uh-uh. We're going to start this today. <laughs> Listen, but you know what's... Do you know what the most amazing part about that... And, and, so many people ask me, you know, how did you know? Like I deal with young people and say, well, how did you know that you wanted to serve Christ by yourself? Like, I know your mom made you go to church and grandparents made you go to church. And I said, the thing about it is, it's not something that can always be explained in words. That's just it. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling, right? Yeah. I said, it's that part of the Trinity. Granted, they're not level, but that Holy Spirit, right? That spirit mm-hmm. that gives you a feeling that mm-hmm. you can explain. It gives you a feeling that is not matched to anything else. And we're right. here and we're laughing, but we're laughing because there's something about just where we met each other in that mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Now, granted, totally different paths, totally different valley moments. But when we know this our joy, it took us there. Why? Because we've been in that space before. Yeah. Where the center of our joy had to come into action because the joy was lost. Mm, it was. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. We've Man. been there. And so I didn't have to tell you what may ignited me. You didn't mm. tell me why you said that, but I met mm. you are because I know that man that did this thing for you that he did for me. That's it. That's it. And that is the only explanation that I give when I tell my young ladies and young men that ask, even my peers around me, how do you know? How do you know? I'm like, you'll know. Trust me. Yeah. When you, when you know, you never. know. <laughs> Come on. It is a feeling you will never be able to find anywhere else. Nope. Everything could be going wrong. In mm-hmm. your but you have the true assurance that he tells us, I have overcome the world. That mm-hmm. means no problem you got over there. You know that's a part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. I over- <laughs> yeah. You good. You good. Yeah, I, I got you. I you. <laughs> yeah. That's like I tell my girl, why are you mad about something that happened in the first quarter? We won the whole game. Yeah. First quarter. You missed mm-hmm. the layup. Okay, that's done. We won the whole thing. Yeah. Not worrying about those issues. He mm-hmm. overcame the whole entire world. He got you. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's amazing. And of course, this is the servant leader coaches Bible study, where servant leadership is at the forefront, the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the center of what we do and what we discuss. Servant mm-hmm. leadership are things that we see. We see it all the way now in taglines and people are authoring books and all these things. But servant leadership, truly leading as Christ would ask us to in all aspects, starting with athletic professionals, but moving abroad. If I were to ask you, servant leader, Braxton Byerson, Brax B, mm-hmm. two words, take so many definitions, but what does servant leadership mean to you? Mm. Wow. Servant leadership to me means being the best version of, of yourself to help advance somebody else in their life when they need it. Come on. Come on. And it's, it's choosing servitude 
over selfishness. Come on. Yeah. That's what serving leadership means to me. Mm-hmm. Come on now. <laughs> and look, y'all, he said it like, you know, <laughs> I got this. No, but I think that's amazing. I think that in every aspect, right? All I, This is what I see. I see that Christ has us as servant leaders in his army and we're in this regime. Whether you're on the front line, whether you work in at the headquarters, whether you're on the reserve, whatever the case may be, right? He gives us these facets. And I think that when we can do that part, like you just said, I'm going to choose servitude over selfishness. Why? Because mm-hmm. do what he asked me to do, he'll give me what I deserve. What I'm asking for, he'll handle that. I don't have to do anything or try to take these things in my hands. All I have to do is be obedient. That's it. That's and when it. I can do that. He will shower and bless me. Mm. Overflowing, pressed down, shaken together. Running Run well. Come on now. Don't start. <laughs> See, I can't fool up with you. I cannot fool up with you. I mean, you know, Brax, this has been amazing. I think one of the things I feel like I've only been talking for 10 minutes. Mm. But I think that one of the biggest things that we can do to continue to move the agenda forward of being a servant leader of walking in his light, being a godly man, being a godly woman is to have these type of conversations, right? I think mm-hmm. often we've limited him in the sports world to just first give honor to God. I want to thank him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you hear nothing else. Yep. When someone does give God glory, then it gets plastered on the, on the news or in a news article, like it's something that's just close to none. It never happened. And that's, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I want to get so common. I want people to feel so relaxed, believers to feel so relaxed about talking about who they are. Because mm-hmm. when we have these positions in life, we can't forget who positioned us. That's, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I just want to thank you so much just for in the midst of all of your uh, endeavors, being able to come on and chat with me and laugh with me and lift up his name with me. I think it's, it's just amazing how Christ can bring things back full circle. And I just thank you for saying yes and being obedient and for being a servant leader that you are. I really, really do. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. When you when you gave me the uh, the, the two dates, I was like, I'm taking the, the <laughs> first one you give me. <laughs> Because I've been I've been peeping on Twitter and everything. And I'm like, okay, I already I already downloaded the podcast and everything. So I was I like, appreciate that. Uh, I was like, this is the first day she gave me. I'm saying yes. I, I gotta push everything off. I'm pushing it off. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate that, man. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, honestly, it's not about me. This mm-hmm. not move without leaders saying yes. And that's right. saying that all when I ask, the same way you respond is how everybody's oh, come on, let's do it here. We'll do it here. Oh. And I appreciate that, especially now, you know, like I said, get my feet back wet, being mm-hmm. back and out of him, not stem me no more. She a big girl, but just trying to move this agenda forward. And I appreciate you for that. I pray God's continued blessings upon you. And before you go, um, we all close out a prayer. And I want to also say a special prayer for you and yours. So if you just bow your head, Father, I want to thank you right now just for doing what you do best, for crossing paths and for bringing things full circle and for given the assignment for us to follow. And I thank you then, God, for giving us the hearts to be obedient to your assignment. Now, Lord God, that you just lay your hands on Braxton. I ask that you lay your hands on his family, touch his wife, touch his three beautiful kings, Lord God. Help them to understand, Lord God, that if they follow you, Lord God, by listening and following him, that everything will work out just as it should. I ask that you strengthen his wife to be able to continue to build him up, Lord God, as he 
and be that mother to those three beautiful young princes, Lord God. I ask that you just continue to move the servant leader agenda forward, Lord God. There may be one, there may be 1,000, whatever the case may be, you left the 99 for the one. And so I'm asking you, the person out there that is struggling, that person that is questioning, that person out there that thinks that they're too far, that you can't bring them back, touch them. Show them different, Lord God. I ask right now, Lord God, that you just meet everybody at their point of need. We don't need to know what it is, but you do. So I ask that you bless them. I ask that you keep us, Lord God. Be with us, Lord God. And we thank you right now. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And yes, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I appreciate you. My favorite line of the podcast, Servant Braxton, Brax B. Byerson, you are now a part of the Servant Leader family. We Amen. welcome in we enshrine you we put our robe on you like james brown just bend over but we thank you so much man and i ask that you just continue to be the light so that those that may not know them can find them will do will do and i'll <laughs> I say my favorite line from my stuff i love you i appreciate you till next time i'll holler at you yes <laughs> hey y'all heard it nothing else to be said we thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time you 